When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. I think the most notable takeaway for me is that the Bears have made a gigantic leap of faith in Matt Eberflus, and they have done so um, with no regret and full confidence and a lot of outside skepticism from the fan base and the media on how this is all going to play out, given their opportunity to potentially reboot across the triumvirate, really, right? Like we talked a a lot about the, the, the head coach coordinator quarterback unit and the chance to, to fully restart at all of those positions. The Bears have opted not to do so. And in turn have allowed Matt Eberflus to take a huge swing now at trying to get this thing on the right track. And in turn, maybe alienated some of their fan base that wanted that fresh start. And the longer they deliberated, the more people wondered if it could be a Jim Harbaugh, if it could be a Mike Vrabel, if it could be somebody else like an offensive minded coordinator coming in to be a head coach, that wasn't the case. They reaffirmed their faith uh, in Matt Eberflus, and it was a big leap of faith, as you said. So there's a lot to get through, Dan. How about we do this, since there is some ground we covered, some we haven't. I think in the interest of just getting to everything that we can, we go through we go through some things, you know, kind of uh, bullet points and just your reaction, and, and we can we can get through it that way. I think first question that I would start with is, is one I think we've talked about before, but this is a good debate. Which was a bigger story, Matt Eberflus returning or Luke Getzey leaving? Yeah, for me, it's the retention of, of Matt because I think that there, it, it was a bit of a fait accompli that the Bears couldn't um, stay on the same track offensively and that, that Luke was going to be in trouble. And there seemed to be a little bit more, despite all the uh, public praise that Ryan Poles had been offering in recent weeks and recent days about Matt Eberflus' uh, steadiness as a leader, there, there seemed to be some doubt over the last couple of days. And as they went through all the, the meetings and interviews and deliberations inside team headquarters, you weren't sure if Matt was certainly going to be back. And if so, with whom by his side. And so I think that's, that's the biggest one because now David, there, there's so many interesting layers to all of this. And one of them for me is the fact that you are now empowering a head coach who was hired less than two years ago to take over the program who has seen in this last season alone, seven of his assistants either depart the building or be dismissed. 
and 10 since he was hired that are no longer part of the staff, he now gets full empowerment and 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 a vote of confidence from his higher-ups to make the right decision at a very, very pivotal point in team history. And so that, to me, is it, it's, the, it's the starting point for all of this. Do you think he will be empowered, as you say, that the general manager in this case polls, maybe even Kevin Warren if he wants to meddle some more, do you think that he's going to be – empowered independently to pick the offensive coordinator? I, I don't I don't know, Dan. I mean, I think your question was a good one and, and didn't think about it until you put it in those terms. Seven coaches, you know, in the last year and 10 in two seasons, that's a lot of turnover. That's a Seven lot. Seven in the last four months. Yeah, <laughs> those, those are some some examples of if you wanted to compile it, you could make the case against Maddie Reflus's judgment in, in coaches and assistants and staffing. So I yeah. wonder just how independent the next search will be. It's got to be a collaborative effort. Well, because yes. I wouldn't trust the guy. Uh, certainly Ryan and Matt are going to put their heads together and try to figure this out. And in the story that's currently up at ChicagoTribune.com that I wrote about the coordinator search in general, you have some really unique dynamics at play. I'll give you three of them. Number one. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball has been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're telling whoever comes and applies for this job that they are 100% keeping offensive line coach Chris Morgan and tight ends coach Jim Dre. And I've had multiple people from around the league, even this evening, tell me that a lot of times a coordinator wants to be entirely married up with their offensive line coach. That relationship is considered sacred inside a lot of team buildings. And now you are going to be having an arranged marriage, you know, unless you've predetermined that your coordinator has a history with Chris Morgan. And we'll see how that happens. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to do the, the search on their, their, their biographies to figure that out. That's one element to this. Number two, you're telling these coordinator applicants that, Hey, by the way, we don't have full clarity on the quarterback position. Yes, we do own the number one pick, and maybe you are intrigued by the possibility of coming in and coaching Caleb Williams, which for a lot of prospective candidates is seen as, hey, heck yeah, I would like to do that for a year or two and maybe do the Bobby Slowick thing where all of a sudden I go from unknown name to hot head coaching candidate. You know, and so that's a much more appealing gig with Caleb Williams as your quarterback or a rookie that you choose as the cream of the crop than it is trying to reclaim Justin in, you know, year four, which is the latest in the, hey, prove it audition year for Justin Fields. And then the last part of it, David, as you know, is there's uncertainty around the league on what happens if Matty Berflus falls well short of expectations in 2024. Is he on thin ice? And is that thin ice going to break beneath him and put the Bears back in the situation that everyone in the city of Chicago fears, which is having a brand new quarterback, then having to reboot after his first season because they didn't get it right at the head coaching position. I do want to get into some of those Justin Fields points that you made, but I want to ask you this. When you wrote your story and in the Tribune, on ChicagoTribune.com or in the morning, did you come up with a short list of potential candidates? 
Well, yeah, you know, so let me uh, delay as I'm pulling up my my sheet. I, I, we're working on that as we go, and they're obviously it's fluid. It's going to be fluid. And, it's going to be guesswork in and, a lot of ways. Right. Well, and that's so that that's a thing that Colleen Kane and I talked about this afternoon. Is like the initial spec lists are purely speculative, and so I just want to put that out there initially that, that, that this stuff gets more informed the further you get into the process. But um, as I'm <laughs> pulling this up in my my sheet here, you're going to have you know, Frank Reich's name thrown around because yep. why? Because he's got a history with Matt Eberflus. Uh, you've got, you know, Greg Roman's name is going to get thrown around. Kellen Moore, Daryl Bevel, um, you know, Brian Callahan, it would be a lateral move from him out of Cincinnati. But if you make him, uh, you know, associate head coach and a coordinator who then sees an opportunity to, you know, work with a, a, a young promising rookie quarterback and potentially I'll get into this in a minute, uh, find his own path up the ladder, perhaps even inside Alice hall that might have some appeal. And then uh, in Philadelphia, there's a pass game coordinator named Kevin Petulo, whose name has yep. come up a handful of times. And so um, that's a starting point you know, the list will, will become more informed as we get further into this. And certainly uh, you would expect the bears to be a little bit urgent with their search because the other part of this, David is I believe as of right now, as we're speaking um, uh, Wednesday night, it's not Thursday night yet. The number of open head coaching jobs in the NFL is ballooned to seven with Pete Carroll's exit today in Seattle. And so those are all organizations that are going to be searching for both coordinators, just as the bears are now also searching for an offensive and defense coordinator at the same time. So this is more like free agency than a draft for the bears. And they're going to have to be competitive and they're going to have to be urgent. And they're going to have to try to find the candidates that they love the most and make them offers. They can't refuse.